Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. in with the Zach. What a Bella thing to say. I'm never going to dance I'm again. I'm never going to dance again. Okay? <laughs> I'm never going to dance again. All right? So funny. We are going through the shit over during Twilight, okay? I am going through a lot of trauma right now because of Twilight. I understand. Eclipse. I respect your trauma, too. I just want to say that right now. You don't about Twilight. my Twilight trauma. You don't. You don't do he it. He almost got through and, it. He almost got through that <laughs> sentence without smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff is sick of me trying to talk to him about my Twilight issues. And yes, right. it bleeds over into the main feed now. I apologize. But if you, I, I'll, I have to stop. It was just because I was just recording Twilight, so I'm in the Twilight place. And sometimes I want to go into the forest, lay down, and die. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> You're a real Twilight princess, huh? Uh-huh. My Zelda fans out there, any Wait, Zelda fans? Fantastic. I don't know what that means. Is that bad? <laughs> it's the name of a Zelda video. Is game. she? Is it fine? Am I good? Am I a sorceress? Yeah. You're a sorceress. Jack. Am I a sorceress? Oh, <laughs> that was great. That was much easier to do than um, I thought it would be. I like uh, Twilight Princess. All right, I'll be Twilight Princess. Thank you. There you go. And now I the episode's that. over. No, it's not. We're not talking. <laughs> it's I, only I, begun. I will not bring up Twilight again because there are a million other things to talk about, like ugh, City Slickers, yes, and the Oscars, yes, and the Razzies. <laughs> but the of lead course, City Slickers City came, Slicker. came out. That I saw, I believe I saw with my dad in the movie theater back in the 90s. Uh, yes, that's the lead, not the Oscars that happened this nope, year. No, nope. I uh, want to talk about City week. Slickers because, MJ, I haven't screamed this at you yet. I was talking about it last night on our Among Us stream. Uh, I, uh, we watched City Slickers the other day, and I hadn't seen City Slickers since 
I was a teenager. And first, uh, does it hold up? You know what? I was, you know, you watch these movies from the early 90s with like your ha- hands kind of over your eyes of like, oh God, what are they going to say? Is this going to be like, I mean, I told you guys yeah. when we shut off the movie waiting, I was like, I can't handle these like these jokes anymore. Yeah, they're like, here's a funny joke. Women are dogs. That's even like people in the people. Like it's like, well, yeah. that's yeah. not <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Um like, yeah, that's just not even there's no attempt at a joke there. But no, but what was weird about City Slickers and what put me down this weird worm time alone was thinking about the idea that Movies about marriages, because now they're all about our age in City Slickers. So it was weird to watch it from our age standpoint. If you haven't seen City Slickers, go over to HBO Max and watch it right now. It's Billy Crystal. Daniel Stern is in it. Jack Palance is in it. It is about men that have been married for a long time that are like, we need to get our smile back. We're going to go out and like work the land and move cattle for a couple of weeks, which I understand why that's not actually a thing, but I feel like it could be a thing because they teach them how to do it. And then essentially you're having people pay to do the a very, but you, you need to be a very skilled person to do it. And the thing I took the most out of City Slickers is the fact that I'm very happy that there are three different dynamics of marriages in movies in the 90s. There's like the one that's like, yeah, they're happy, but they've been together forever, so all the spice is gone. There's the mm-hmm. one that hates his wife to the point that he pretended to be asleep <laughs> at a birthday party. Yeah, yeah, just to avoid her. I mean, she is pretty horrible. She's horrible whatever, to him. And then there's the <laughs> other kind where it's like the eternal bachelor that married someone young and they're like, yeah, but you don't know. You married a young one, which... Mm. Those were the only kind of marriages I feel like that really existed in the 90s in movies. Oh, is there another one, MJ? There's a fourth. The fourth is dead wife. <laughs> dead wife! <laughs> the They're four all dead. marriages. <laughs> all the, the four wife. marriage horsemen yes. of the 90s. <laughs> really? Yes. It really Blossom, is. Blossom, I mean, these are TV shows, but Blossom, dead wife. Yes. Full House, dead wife. Oh my God, uh, you're right. Many of the shows, especially, I think, were de- the sitcoms were Dead Wife. But I like, like, with, like, Step by Step, I like that the, they started with the blended families and things blended like that. Blended family is that nice. That was really good. It yeah. was just so weird to watch where I, I just was like, I looked over at Jeff and I was like, do you feel this way yet? And he's like, no, 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 we haven't been in a relationship that long. And I was like, I guess. But then I started worrying where it's just the idea of, I think that I started trying to be an adult way too late to really have to worry about it happening when I turn 40. So I don't think I'll feel the same. Like, And the idea of like, no, we're not stable enough to feel trapped. Like, we have no stability in our life whatsoever. We, our generation can't feel trapped in this. Yeah, you have way. to have, like, a big house that you feel stuck in, that you feel like you can't get out of. I mean, I do still think about that sensation growing up, and I know my dad, like, hit that wall, I think, at one point, where it's just like, I'm just tr- in this house! You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like go on vacation and stuff, but it's like especially when you sort of, if you don't have a reason to go anywhere, and, and there's just nothing, there's nothing like you can just stroll over to. I need to be able to stroll over to a facility. I think is what I need in my even when I what have a house. Of a I need facility? to be like a coffee shop or something, a bookstore. Oh, I thought you meant like going to get in like like a little shock treatment, so you could be like, I can feel again. Yeah, I yeah, or feel. some kind of like man milking 
closet. Ooh, man milking. <laughs> no, I've seen those videos. You know what I mean? It's not really my thing, action. but I get it. <laughs> I just want to have a milking facility for adults right by me is all I'm saying that I could walk to and not just be like, I'm tr- I'm in a steel cage of my own making. You know what I mean? But it's true, though, so. Jackie. I think the, the, the millennials are kind of like the first adult generation in like the seemingly the real decline of, you know, of civilization the world our perhaps, country <laughs> on the edge of yes. climate apocalypse like and certainly of like none of us can afford houses none of us have jobs with benefits right so the 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 like i'm so trapped thing doesn't work as well we're a generation of vagabonds so you yeah. can't be trapped if you're a vagabond and i think that is essentially where we're at these days and where we're where we're gonna stay yeah we're we're circus folk at heart you know, oh, which is oh, why I, every article about us is like, oh, do, will millennials ever stop eating toast and buy a house? You know, be, because <laughs> we're eating too much avocado toast. You know, right, where right. millennials spend twenty seven dollars on a piece of avocado toast, but won't put a down payment on a house. But it's because right, I forgot the about how avocado expensive. toast is accessible and the house is not. Right. Yeah. And the house is not. The avocado toast is right there in front of you and doesn't cost a house worth of money. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, totally. No, and there's not always something going wrong with the avocado toast. It's not every time you turn right. around like, oh, I got to get a plumber for the avocado toast. Oh, God, <laughs> my bathroom just fell through the floor. I got to get this avocado toast out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm up on my city slickers little slide. You better watch we out. We have been going for so long without talking about the Oscars and only talking about a movie that came out and I want to say the late 90s. City, it is 1991 and City Slickers is not say, a not, comedy. Not late 90s. Wow, <laughs> early 90s. It is early We're 90s. still talking. Good and lord. It is the same, like his Bruno Kirby, his same best friend from When Harry Met Sally and for some reason it's one of those movies that I feel like we talk about every once in a while. Why did I watch this movie hundreds of times when I was a kid? It's not a kid's movie. It's not funny. It's very sad. It's like dealing with issues that like you're not dealing with as a kid. Why did we watch it all the time? Because of that opening. Straight up. It's a great opening. That running with the bulls opening is the reason for the season. It's such a splashy, funny fun beginning to a movie and then you get settled in and you're just like oh this is about how my life's gonna suck in about 30 to 40 years <laughs> yeah and that's it just thinking about the the feeling of being trapped and um but you know that's i think where we're at uh, in part of pandemic even as pandemic comes to a close of just like thinking about those kind of things and uh i just wanted to see if city slickers held up you wait until i watch the search for curly's gold because we're oh, going for it, guys. <laughs> I mean, I do remember that being a satisfying follow-up to the first if film. If I remember correctly, but again, at 10 years old when I was quoting City Slickers, I don't know if I knew any better. <laughs> so I will say this about City Slickers. Are you about Slickers. to bring up Bob Blue Mandel? No. I was about to say it was. it is far more entertaining than the Oscars were this I year. think it's why I'm talking about City Slickers. Yeah, honestly. I am so <laughs> honestly confused by people's emotional reactions to the Oscars. It's been the gamut. I have seen, I saw people tweeting as it was happening, like, 
this is the best, most human, amazing what? Oscars I've ever seen. Steven Soderbergh is a genius. And then I look the next day and everybody's like, fuck those Oscars. And, and <laughs> I am it was so just very confused. I am maybe I'm old maybe well, as an elder millennial we did just talk about city slickers for about nine minutes so please we continue. did just talk about city slickers for so much real estate <laughs> of this episode it's actually alarming and I would not be surprised if the reaction is violent I just wanted to see how long I could talk about it I didn't even bring up Babalu Mendel but I'm gonna keep saying his name until you ask you me did just now until just all right what's the deal oh yeah Babalu Mendel he wrote the the screenplay and Jackie cannot get over that that is a man's his name. His name is Bobaloo Mendel. <laughs> Bobaloo is a nickname. Now I want to find out <laughs> why his name is Bobaloo. Where his name is Mark. Where did he get the nickname <laughs> oh. from? And when I saw and Holda didn't even and I guess that means he made his like his writers guild official name Bobaloo, which is funny. yes. And I sent this great joke. To Holden about Babu Mandel. <laughs> he didn't even respond. I didn't respond. I was so high on it. the Cali weed. Not that even I just a like? Didn't, I couldn't, Nothing. I couldn't conjure Babu a response. I didn't Mandel. know how, where I landed on it. I didn't know where I landed on it. I didn't know if I did like he wrote, well, he, he, he wrote Splash. He wrote A League of Their Own. And his name, there's no joke. The joke is I was so surprised <laughs> that his name is Babu Mandel. <laughs> And There's I know, no you joke. Just, you're just like, you I don't know how I to feel about great that. Joke to hold it. It's not a joke. There's no joke. <laughs> There's no joke. I will say, great transition though, because Babalu Mandel did win a Razzie for the worst screenplay when he wrote the updated The Flintstones. And I understand uh. how he could win the Razzies because of it. Although that was uh, another got... one. Does it hold? I watched that version of the Flintstones. Yes, I'm referring to the John Goodman, Rick Moranis version of the Flintstones. That was another one of those ones that I watched way too much. But is it good? I think I was, I had a, yeah, what do you mean? Like I was, I knew it was, it was bad when it came out. How dare is you? the answer? Well, that is a horrible thing. <laughs> I was a little aged. I was aged out of this. Uh, I was. I aged old. out of the. I think yeah, even I was, I was aged out, and I'm only a year older than you, Jackie. I feel like I remember that coming <laughs> out and being like, "This is too weird." But also, I was a hater, so I might have just been being a hater. Yeah, I was definitely a hater of something I like get this. It. Back I also am realizing more and more as I am fianced to someone that did not grow up in front of a television that actually was like outside and like running around and like <laughs> doing things that like kids do. And I bring up these things. He's like, all you did was watch television when you were kids. Like, Maybe. <laughs> That is true. But it gives me all of this content now. Look at me now. Go. Yeah. It's I given you a lot of cultural back capital. I to talking about City Slickers. You did. We've not, we're now at 14 minutes and still nobody will tell me why everyone hated the Oscars. Hold on. All right, let me break it down for you. Wanted? You kept saying all these award ceremonies, there was, there was, the, there was no soul in the Zoom. It was too much yes. Zoom. That was all true. And now they're so, all doing it in person. So it's it still is awkward. Like it's less awkward than Zoom, but it's still this weird spatially. It's weird, right? It's not a ton of people in a room together. It's just like a very. It's like a little dinner party. This was the most is the sobering quality of it. Is if you're gonna have people sitting at tables in a small room, and you see no drinks, and they just have to sit there for out. It really like for some reason I think you That's you true. forget it when it's in a big theater. But having them all be in this like 
tiny room with these like very sober scenario and there's just no no food, no drinks on these tables. I don't even understand what the tables were there you for. you could see they were all sweating. <laughs> so you knew yeah. it was hot in there because also they were in a converted train station. So they it looked like all, a train station. Yeah, it's cool because honestly like Union Station is a beautiful place and I think that it's really cool that they did that. But okay. the between, the, it looked like they were all sweating as well as those lights were yeah. so unforgiving and so upsetting that I was just looking at them like, it's not made to be this bright. And how do you feel? Yeah. Like they're also separated, which I understand the COVID guidelines. It felt guidelines. sober, right? And like when um, Yoon Yoo Jung won and she wasn't, obviously I wasn't allowed to be helped up to the stage and she's 73 fucking years old. She needs help up on the stage. She needs help off of the stage. And you could see Brad Pitt like going to like he you could see he wanted to help her, but you could also tell, I imagine, they were like, don't touch it. Makes me think of arrested <laughs> development. No touching. Yeah. No touching. Uh, which is absurd. No touching. If everybody's if I'm guessing all of those people got secretly vaccinated literally months ago. Sure. Uh, that's even, fine. If not, they've still they've already gotten vaccinated. Like at this, like, there's no way. And and then I'm sure they all took COVID tests. A- again. Let the people hug at the award show. Totally. Let them do this, it. Yes. We want to see it. That's my no thing. No one's going to get mad on Twitter afterwards and be like, you didn't follow protocols. And those people are whatever anyways. Well, and now that in the U.S. everyone 16 plus is eligible, that does, of course, there's still a lot of people who want it and haven't gotten it. Um, and who, you know, but like the, in, I feel like it was actually a huge missed opportunity that they like at the beginning, Regina King yeah. was like, oh, we're like vaxxed and tested and retested and just like Hollywood's been doing this whole time and like made it be like, oh, we've been doing this this whole time and it's actually fine where it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't fine the whole time because like L.A. Yeah. was like, all, like, you know, the surge in L.A. was like really bad in part because of everybody working through it. Productions. But, yeah. Yeah. But like. There is a vaccine now that is literally available to everyone in the United States who is 16 and over. They should have been like, we are all indoors because we are all vaccinated. If you yeah. are vaccinated, here, like it, it's if just such a missed opportunity. And, and we're indoors. You could you could take the mask, yeah. mask off, and you can do whatever. Yeah, you can, you can literally suck each be other. every those everyone there was an adult. I think like literally they could have been like, and I'm sure they're all vaccinated. Oh, d- they could have been like, Dude. everyone here is vaccinated and it's safe to be indoors together and party and do whatever if you are all vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. That That's literally what the was... CDC says. They could all be in there together. Yeah. If that old lady was walking off the stage, Brad, Brad Pitt should have grabbed her, flipped her upside down, just started <laughs> fucking going down her and she started 69 at each other. Honestly, That's how she was That's in how love with Brad Pitt. It, it would have been great. I would have watched yes. it. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. I would have been like, get it, get it, get it, get it. Yeah, I would have screamed. Oh, none of that was happening. It was no. very sober. Because then, like you said, yeah. Steven Soderbergh was the director, one of three directors for the Oscars. His intention was to make it more cinematic, which... I guess he did. I mm. love the opening following Regina King, who looked like a goddamn goddess. I love Regina cool. King so much. Oh, my God. She's just, oh, she's crafted out of beautiful stone. Her arms. You know, I, I every time I look at her, I know that, like, I, it is the JK of whenever we would talk about other women's arms, but I get obsessed with, I'm obsessed with her, and I'm, you just watch. Oh, God. My head. Just stop working. <laughs> What's the show? Uh, the Watchmen. 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 
The watch. It has the word watch in it, and so that's even more <laughs> upsetting that you would You're going to go to whatever jail today. Today's the day. <laughs> oh, I've been in there for a decade, baby. I can feel I'm in it. solitary at this point. <laughs> I can feel it. And so what he would do is he would do these sweeping shots in between that were so weird. And like mm. he was trying to, and I get the intention of making it more cinematic. Or that bizarre angle where, first of all, they would have the, the okay, before we even, well, uh, let me get into it in a second. But they, they had, it was during, um, what's her name? She was talking to, what's his name? It was a weird <laughs> angle, though. Oh, she, like, yeah. <laughs> remember when he had to, like, turn around in the seat? Laura Dern was talking to, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name, as he literally won the Oscar for... Was it Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, yeah. And, and, they're, and, and remember that? And he had to, like, turn around awkwardly in his seat, and the camera was, like, really low, and yes. kind of, she was way that in the was background. That was really weird, yes. That was, like, a weird, but that was a good, de- de- uh, that's a good example of, like, trying to, quote, unquote, make it more cinematic. I don't even care about any of that stuff. I am going to lay my gauntlet down. Last year, I kind of kept my mouth shut about it because I feel like they kind of got away with it. They definitely did not this year. The show needs a host. It It needs a host. host. And it needs a funny host. It needs a host that understands when to inject moments of levity and when to not. And yes, maybe some feelings will fucking get hurt, but I don't care. Award shows need hosts. They need funny hosts. Hosts that are going to keep the energy up. Hosts that are going to transit MCs. That's the whole point of an MC, a master of ceremonies. Gets up on stage. Keeps the show going it, it was so clearly affected by that and i'm so sick of this whole being so scared of comedians these days that you can't get a fucking host for your show i think it's ridiculous you need a host and that wasn't the one that was the number one issue with it there were other issues we'll talk about but yes. like and and it was so apparent too because it was so sterile and sober because they got because at least last year i think they got away with more because they had more funny people didn't they have Tina Fey and Amy Poehler at one point, like, or Maya Rudolph or somebody? They had more. They had the little realm moment this this year, way too late in the show. So the comedy and the the levity felt so out of place. Even though I did, we'll talk about it more in a second. But I did love the Glenn Close doing debut. Yeah, you know too. that was fun. But but way late in the show and so out of place. I was like, felt like for two seconds I was watching a different award show. Well, I right? also didn't realize until after I was reading the articles that a huge part for me that I like about the Oscars is watching the best original song performances. But they took them out mm. and performed them before the show. Oh, yeah, to you're cut right. Down That's on the time. other part. That's the other fun part yes. of the show. Of yeah, right. Because right. there's not live. Yeah. Right. It's the Grammys, like, because the Grammys was also small, right? And kind of intimate, yet it didn't feel this weird at all. But but also it was like all live performance, and like live performance is always interesting and fun to watch. And the Oscars doesn't have that because you're not gonna be like, let's reenact the scene from the father. So the music, they really yeah. do need the energy of the music, right? And for a host, I'm not saying get Andrew Dice Clay, but I think you can find (laughs) someone who's going to be funny and like, you know, less. If you're so scared of being offended, like the like super milk toast and they can get up there and be like super clean the whole time. You're going to name drop Andrew Dice Clay, but I can't talk about City Slickers for 14 minutes. All of our references (laughs) got to be 30 today. That's the rule. References have to also be millennials. I'm just saying the adventures of Ford Fairlane holds up. And that is who really should have gotten the Oscar back in 1990. No, thank you. The adventure of Ford Fairlane, surprising. There's a couple of surprisingly funny moments in an otherwise very bad comedy. 
Thank you. They had, <laughs> they had uh, Chris Rock um, host the Oscars in like, I want to say 2015. It was like after Black Lives Matter had started. So I want it was definitely after 2014. It must have been 2015 because I remember he just he didn't say anything political the whole time. And then at the end of the show, he was like, as the credits were rolling, he was like, Black Lives Matter, and I, I was excited, but like, he, like, like, you know, he actually, I remember being like, he did a good job, I think he had a couple of topical, critical jokes, because Chris Rock is good at that, and like, you know, I feel like you could, you, I, I hear you, Holden, I think that what happened was, it's so that insulting, they had like, Ricky Gervais hosted too many times, and everyone yeah. was like, fuck that guy, yeah. and then well, they, and then the Kevin Hart thing happened, and the Kevin, the Kevin Hart thing happened, thing. so that was what it was, right, so right. Ricky Gervais got all actors in Hollywood, and all all Hollywood people like very upset at comedian hosts, right? And then yes. they got Kevin Hart, who honestly I think would have probably done a great job, yada yada yada. But he did right. do some issue things in the in his past. He has since like apologized for those things, whatever. However you feel about it, I don't care because at the end of the day, they just dropped him like a bad habit and didn't replace them and was just like, I think we can get away with this. We're smarter than the people, you know. We're smarter than these comedians. We're smarter than you know. We understand how to put on a show. It's like you don't. There is such a art form to being a master of ceremonies, and it is so. Large, hugely important in any like show that involves more than like one act, but especially an award show, and especially an award show where most of the people there are boring as fuck. So yeah. it would just be like boring as fuck announcements, boring as fuck like giving out of the award, and then the person would get up and also be boring. The only thing that should be boring about the show is when like the makeup person gets up to accept the reward. That's everybody goes to get their snacks or whatever, you know what I mean? Unless they're wearing something fun, and then we can talk about the fun thing they're wearing. But usually they get up. No offense, makeup people, but you know what I mean. Like it should be the those yeah, the people should be the, allowed to be the boring part not be just another in a long series of boring parts and this whole thing and especially in a year where like no offense but most of the movies were kind of fucking boring you know what I mean like right. technically <laughs> like I enjoyed them I watched the shit out of them but like they were slow and thoughtful and you know <laughs> deal with, you know what I mean deal with a bunch of nomad lands over here right and so and that's so fine good. it was so good it was so, so the good. way that they the shots they got and those moments that they got with these actors with these real no, American nomads to beautiful incredible movie deserves it everything but like because that is so sterile because you won't nominate fucking comedies for anything Fucking give us a comedian host. And also give us horror movies in the Oscars. Oh, please. But I mean, that's a million complaints. And so, yeah, uh, but I am happy to say, hopefully they got a wake up call. Holy shit. The numbers were so crazy bad. It dipped under 10 million, which is like insane. Unheard of for the Oscars. It's crazy. Atrocious. But it shows. I feel that the, it's also the like too little too late where they finally like I do see that they are trying to be more inclusive. They're trying to include more diverse. Killed it with you that. Know, it was the most diverse series of ex- awards acceptances of awards given out. And it was amazing. Yeah. It's also like at that in that same way where it's like, but you do realize that doing this, doing even that and being more inclusive one year does not forgive you. For all right. of the generations that you have put people of color like and not acknowledge them, not acknowledge their work, like doing even just a little bit 
here. I feel like they're like, I could just feel watching it. The old white dudes that were patting yes. themselves on the back, just like, look at us. We let them speak their language. Oh, we are wonderful. <laughs> isn't there a part of you, though, that thinks that, like, isn't it interesting that it just so happens that the most diverse award ceremonies we've ever gotten ever also just happen to be the most boring, as if a bunch of old white people purposely made these the most boring fucking possible award shows ever? Is that the Don't conspiracy worry. quarter? Because I feel like it could be. I think I, I get honestly, it. I mean, so, it could. I can't believe it feels like. It feels like they purposely tried to make it boring. Like between this and the Golden Globes, it was like, what's going on? It feels like you guys are actually trying to make this unwatchable. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right. And I feel like, right, the problem is there are two distinct phenomena going on, right? One of which is there has been like increased, um, you know, criticism of these institutions and the Oscars, especially for, you know, decades and decades of ignoring work um, and performances by people of color. And then uh, like a parallel but distinct track is people being like, Ricky Gervais sucks. Uh, you know, can we not do like uh-huh. the Seth MacFarlane? We saw your boobs. They like the the criticism of like the ways yes. that comedy has been used in like the Oscars before to like be really oppressive. And those are two distinct things, right? But I I agree because when you said about the ratings hold, and I remember how Trump used to always be like low ratings, poor rating, like because it was always like oh now they're too the Oscars are too woke and so now they suck. And it's not that they're too woke because they're nominating more people of color. It's just that in this yeah. case. I see that it was and I, I, I am now coming around to your argument about the MC. If anything, you could blame the 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 only corner of wokeness on like, we can't have a, ho- a funny host. What if he says something? You know what I mean? It's just like that's one I draw. The, I'm just like, it's uh, well, just choose wisely. <laughs> I don't know right. what to tell Choose you wisely. again. You don't. I don't think you need. Surprisingly, you the can Seth be funny thing was and not so be bad. bad. Exactly, yeah. you certainly can. Right. It's a huge overcorrection to be like you can't yes. have comedy because it's because it all is all racist. In fact, yeah, that's I like, feel like I'm the being argument. Punished. Right. Like, and I feel like that's why it's worth criticizing when comedy is oppressive because so the best comedy isn't. You know, and it's actually quite yeah. possible to be to have a a. a uh, experienced, skilled, ho- like hilarious host, and have it not be oppressive. And of course, that's different. That uh, uh, the word offensive is so not helpful because, like, uh, of course, like a really, really good comedian can like say something that's like personally or individually offensive to an actor or make fun yes. of an actor or whatever. And that, but that's that's not. It's like I feel like Ricky Gervais. It was like, yeah, he would make fun of like. It, 
you know, actors and that's fine, whatever. But then it's like when he just says like, like massively oppressive shit, that's the problem. So it, 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 there are hundreds and hundreds of comedians who could do that job. Famous ones, not famous ones. Like I hadn't thought about the, the role of the, the absence of the MC as like something that really yeah. makes it feel more like, and it almost makes it feel more like you're at a, like a formal, like you're at like an award ceremony for your work or something, you know, as opposed to like yeah, a party. It's like, and honestly, I think they could have remedied this a little bit by just having more funny people doing the announcing. It was a lot. It was like very self serious actors for almost a hundred percent of the very time, except serious. for Lil Rel. I think was the only time when it was a when it was a actual person with a comedic background of on any level. And again, that happened so late in the show that it was just kind of awkward. And like Glenn Close kind of saved it with her debut dance, which was a lot of fun. There are but definitely also moments. Just, the debut dance, which, but then we spent the entire watching of the debut dance with Glenn Close. I was like, well, this is obviously staged. All of yes. this is obviously staged. Really? This is so prescriptive. I appreciate the fact that which she came out and did say, but the dancing part is what yeah. took him by surprise, which is yeah. why it was so fun because she was going it didn't, with the flow. And what's funny is it didn't get good until that improvised moment. And again, that speaks towards why you need funny people making funny things happen throughout the show. So yes, they might've been able to get away with it. If all the, most of the people in between most of the announcers, even if they were like Oscar nominated or whatever it is, like were actually had a, any kind of a comedic background and actually made any kind of attempt to being funny. But again, I think everyone's so afraid to do that at this point. But that's why it was uh, great. Like Daniel Kaluuya watching him accept the Oscar, which that was fucking fun. deserved yeah. wholeheartedly. And then embarrass his mom in the same Get go because he brings up the fact that his parents had to have sex to make him My mom and dad as a thank you, and and you just I loved immediately it shot to his mom watching and crying, and then you could see her get like, <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? And I loved that. I loved Yoon Yoo Jung going up and mercilessly hitting on Brad Pitt after she won for Best Supporting Actress. I thought was that great. was amazing. I Total because delight. also Brad Pitt, uh with the little bun, it made me think of Legend of the fall all over again mama mia mama mia i like that brad pitt has quarantine hair too you know even though he could probably get a haircut he's just like us (laughs) he's not just like us but my question to you so i posed this in the email and we cannot do this if you don't know any more than i do but (laughs) We know that there were there was upset online because everyone assumed that Chadwick Boseman would win for best actor in uh, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now, I've also heard on the opposite end that people thought it was a bit of a fluff to him because he wasn't the lead actor in the movie that he, that yeah, he should have been up for best ensemble. supporting. Technically, it was more of an ensemble piece. I could see that, but I do feel like. I don't know. I feel like it kind of is his story at the same time, that movie. I don't but know. I, I think you know. can make an argument for him being the protagonist, for sure. So I haven't seen it yet, and I'm very excited to see it, but oh, Holden told great. me you cried through it, so I'm just like, I, it's another one of those um, where I'm like, I have to like steal myself so that I don't, because I no, want to No, there's just it. one part. I, I, I lo- Honestly, it's. I don't even think I would have cried if, if I, I didn't know that he was struggling with uh, cancer and was on death's door I think while he was shooting this film and he has this monologue at one point where he's literally like screaming at and cursing at God. And like, I, I just lost it. Like it was just this beautiful 
A, it was like, you would have gone on to do, it was another like Heath yeah. Ledger moment where you're just like, God uh-huh. damn, you're so good. And like, you know, you can kind of see that in a big, dumb Marvel movie, but you really see it in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And it's so compounded by the fact that he is so thin in that movie and so like clearly, you know, getting Going towards his shit. end. And and man, it just hit me so fucking hard. But, to, but, but also, I think I was applying a lot of this stuff to it. Whereas, like, Lexi was shocked when she looked to her right and I just had tears, like, running down my face. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, overtly a cry, like, uh, it's gonna get you monologue, but with all of that stuff underneath it, it just got me there. I also just, like, I'm just crying a lot more in movies. I'm just getting older and weirder <laughs> and, like, more softy <laughs> you know, as I you're go. just feeling more. There's nothing wrong with that. You're just being affected more, especially, I mean... You might cry while watching City Slickers, but... Oh, right. I always go, Curly's gold, though, right? Because doesn't Curly die or whatever? That's How dare thing? you bring up the fact that he dies? And yes, he does. But then <laughs> there's also... Sad? I didn't realize that Anthony Hopkins had only won one other Oscar. And I can only imagine I haven't seen... A, a same. The father, I haven't been able to bring it. Bring as someone that is currently dealing with a parent with dementia. Like, yeah, I don't I, know if I can watch it, especially Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins. Like, that, like, I don't know if I can handle it, but I imagine he crushed it. And I, I love that the after the fact, you could tell that, like, even the people that voted for him were like, well, we didn't expect to give the the Oscar to someone who wouldn't be there because <laughs> Anthony Hopkins wasn't there, but also Chadwick Boseman wasn't going to be there either. So it's like, right. they feel like they did this whole thing where they're like throwing Anthony Hopkins under the bus, but he's a very old man. And I imagine traveling right now is probably not the best thing for him to do. He apparently, this is, is super interesting too. He like begged to be able to, to be like, you know, beamed in, like to, to zoom in. Like he was like, I don't, I'm 83. There is a pandemic going on. I don't want to travel to one of the remote sites. And they said, no, they said he had, like they wouldn't let that him sucks. zoom in. And so they everyone should have was allowed like, just for him. Yeah. Like, and everyone was like, Oh, Anthony Hopkins, you know, LOL. He like went to bed instead of accepting his best actor award. But it was interesting because I saw a lot of like disability advocates basically being like, then the return to normal, like we should remember that being able to zoom in is actually very helpful for some people, and the fact for that the lots Oscar, of people, yeah, like for all sorts of people who cannot, you know, travel or and, literally just that one guy. Yeah, just make an exception case, for the one guy, just in case he wins the award, especially because it's the final fucking award of the night, and if if he's not able to zoom in because you don't have a host. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing just ended in the most awkward way possible because there was no one on stage. There was like, no, it was so awkward. It ended weird, so no abruptly. No end to it. So badly. It, it, it just was such a fucking fumble. And it was the combination of, yeah, not letting him go on. The Academy being really old and out of touch. So all the old people watched the father and I have heard no one else fucking talk about this movie to be quite honest with you I've heard everyone else talk about every other movie that everyone else was nominated for in that category so much more Coleman and Anthony Hopkins I know but who's talked about I don't know a single person who's seen that movie I don't know every Ma Rainey uh, Judas uh, all all of these Nomadland I've heard a million people talking about it seeing it Minari all of them all of those movies people talk about I don't know one person who's seen the father because (laughs) exactly what you're saying Jackie 
it. I just, so it's like, just I like, know I will at some point, but it's going to be alone. I want to be yeah. very alone while I watch it so that I can sit and just be like, <laughs> which yeah. I don't need to cry anymore. I just think about all those actors who like thought about this day for, for weeks and weeks now, months and months now, potentially, that sat through that incredibly long, sweaty, boring as fuck ceremony just for it to go down like that at the end just for literally no one get up like no one appear because Anthony Hopkins wasn't there so like not only did like at least if you lost to the dead guy you could be like all right well you know he's amazing in the movie he's amazing he wasn't able to be there but I got to like be there for this like moment and they could have had somebody accepting his stead you know they could have been like have a you know there could have been like a a plan you know or one of the other actual actors in the room could get it yes. and get up and say something. To thank you on his behalf about or the family. About- say something about you know what I mean. <laughs> his brother came out and spoke to a lot of the accusations. Like asked the the family was being asked a lot. Did you feel that his essence was snubbed? Because he did it and his performance was snubbed. And his brother came out and just put out a very classy uh, public. Mm-hmm. I um, love this uh, public. What is the statement? Word? Statement. Statement. He, then he put out a classy. Po- what? I don't know what's sentence. going on with my. <laughs> he said a series of today. sentences that people read. Yes. It's a statement. A public <laughs> statement. It's a public statement. Oh, I had to watch my fiance get shots at his butt at 7 a.m. Uh, all right. We didn't even talk. We even talked um, about that. Yeah, yeah. Her, her, her man's back went out that he had to get ass shots. And you know what? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my brain's all over the place and I apologize. Um. That that they <laughs> didn't feel snubbed by it. And in fact, Chadwick Boseman was very vocal about thinking that the Oscars were like, it is a, he knows what it was. It is a, it's a game that wasn't for him. Yeah. That it was like, he's like, he knew that it had nothing to or, do with- Or a with campaign. He him. said, you know, and which is campaign. true. It's all about a campaign. He never put a lot of- like uh, uh, emphasis on winning an Oscar it wasn't like a lifelong dream of his by any means. And I, yeah. And also I would say too, like I'm not, um, I, I don't think it's like a, a shitty that he didn't win. I just think that like the way they handled, it was like the just the worst. Weird. It was like a choose your own adventure for the ending of that uh, scenario. And we got the worst ending. But like we can just got you the- explain to me what the internet is a hubbub about? Because I just simply don't think that I am savvy enough. I keep reading. So apparently there was an NFT made of Chadwick oh, Boseman yes. that was included in the Oscars Everyone Wins swag bag, which is Ugh. why especially so when everyone was so surprised when he didn't win. What? I tried to look up what an NFT is, and okay. they're like, it's like a digital thing. And yeah, I, like, well, I knew what do that you this. Mean it's a digital I knew. Thing? I knew it was inevitable that NFTs were going to make their way uh, into a page seven mean? episode. Can you explain it to me? Uh, it's in it like is, a succinct way. Like I hate that I even have to learn what it is because it's going to be. Uh, and, and you know, people are going to dig up this recording when NFTs become like the biggest thing ever and 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 play this for me uh, and laugh at me. But honestly, no, it's so it's annoying. Li- I don't know. To I me, it's understand. so annoying to have to learn a lot about something when you know it's going to be nothing in like two months 
It's this really dumb cash grab. It's ruining every. It is all ruining the world, by the way. Between cryptocurrency and fucking NFTs, I'm just getting so fed up with the way people uh, choose to make is money that in their the lives. Doge? I hear yes, Doge. That's the do- Doge but then coin. What do you, okay, I know that Doge is whatever. That's, these are kind is. of diff- di- different, disparate things, but it's all essentially boiling do down to like digital currency. Bozeman? It's like digital currency. So what they're able to do, and I could be really fucking this up. But MJ, do you know? Do you know anything about NFTs, or am I explaining this to both of you? Uh, you're explaining it to both. I know what cryptocurrency is. And I know what Bitcoin is, and I okay. understand that NFTs are images. But that's where my knowledge starts and stops. It's essentially like it's essentially like all right. NFT stands for non fungible token, and uh-huh. what uh-huh. it is Funny is name. it's like you know how you know how it works. You know how a work of art, right? A work of art has a number on it. It's signed. You know you have like this one-of-a-kind thing. And therefore, it gains worth, right? It's that, but in a digital format. It is like an encrypted GIF or image Ah. or anything like that, like digital thing that has like a a one-of-a-kind encrypted code in it. So you know you're the sole owner of it, and it's just essentially a bullshitty way to give worth to worthless things oh. uh, on the on the internet. Hold and on, this is the find best explanation new... I've heard. Thank you so much. It really is. That didn't. No mean, I knew that you could explain it. I'm because... also afraid I'm. Someone's going to be like, "That's not what it is at all." So just know that. <laughs> to just know that. <laughs> it's more than I knew it was over because I kept yeah. seeing the picture of it, but I was like. But it's a piece of artwork. It's very yes. beautifully made. How are they giving it to everyone? That's right. what I didn't get. So it's essentially like, they're giving like a digital print of sorts. It's like a one of a kind work of art, but it only exists on the computer. Okay, so they gave everyone a picture, an art, a piece of art of Chadwick Boseman, yeah. who did not win the Oscar, to everyone that got a swag bag. What I don't Why? understand is like, yeah, is is did they get like right? That how I don't did it exist the in the swag bag? Was that it an we don't hard, know the answer to? Was okay. it like a mini? Maybe it was a thumb drive or something that was in the swag bag that had the NFT in it. I'm not really sure. Also, if they all got identical. The same image is. Did they each get like a, a uniquely encrypted image? Like I don't know the details of that. That's a little weird to me, wishy washy to me. But as from what I understand, that is what an NFT is. So essentially, like it's like you could take that. You know, it's essentially like I'm the sole owner of the like lightsaber kid GIF. Uh huh. Like I'm the sole owner of that GIF. Okay. Like at the end of the day, I own that. Like that's my. You know what I mean? But like everybody's. Th- throwing it around to everybody but it's like i have the uh, actual encrypted gif like it's mine blah 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 and it's gif not gif and i know you're gonna say it's gif not gif but you know what gif jiffers out there Whoa. giffers out there um, yeah i'm starting wars all over i feel yes, crazy in this episode cheers jeff cheers I, jeff i'm a child of television now i do like <laughs> the last line in this av club letter Yep, I said letter. Letter to me. It was only written to me. It wasn't. It's an article. Letter. And it says, <laughs> it's a letter on the internet. I don't know what those are called. We don't need an explainer on those. Wrote a letter to me, and the last line says, at least Bozeman's NFT will keep the actor's memory alive as it collects digital dust on the hard drive of some rich guy's MacBook. And that's um, what I actually now 
really puts it all into now you get yeah now that sentence actually makes sense right i mean that's i just kind of did a quick search to make sure i was pretty much right yeah it could be a photo audio file it could be any kind of digital file um that you just make uniquely like specific you know and then and then someone can buy it and you know we need to get to host the oscars billy Fucking crystal. <laughs> All right, city slickers. If it ain't he's the perfect. He did Bring a great Billy job. Bring Billy back, him wheel him in. Yeah, have him did. do the musical number and get it going. Because I, I, I don't even care. You some pepper on my paprikash, remember? <laughs> Dude, I don't even care if I think it's the corniest, most like old school Catskill comedy bullshit. Get it in the show. I need, I can't, I love award shows and I cannot handle it. You this really, I love how angry you are because Holden really does truly love award shows. I do, especially the Oscars. I really do. And I know it's stupid. I know that they're dumb and it's whatever. It's stupid. You like but, you it. Know, There's nothing wrong with but, that. But yeah, th- this no, is why I watch. This is why I watch. What was the lady's, I'm so bad with names. What was the lady's name who won for Minari? A Yoon Yoo Jung. She, she gets up there. She's from Korea. She's talking about how she used to like, she's only used to seeing this on the other side of the globe every year she watches. Meanwhile, she's hitting on Brad Pitt, which she, Brad I Pitt's just love. Right there. She can't believe she's standing feet from Brad Pitt, that she's on the it. stage accepting this award. She never thought she'd come here. I mean, watching that speech, watching that moment for her, that's why I watch. At the end of the day, that'll never be taken from me. A- Academy! But you guys <laughs> yeah. gotta step it up in literally every other way. But I, that is why I watch. I watch for those people to see their dream come true to a certain degree. And I know competition, it's all bullshit, whatever. At the end of the day, it means nothing. Which the is movies what she that win about. are never the movies that, that like withstand the test of time. You know what I mean? Even laughably, the movies that lose are like the best movies, clearly. But Well, that's the thing. But, like I was thinking yeah. about Chadwick Boseman and I was like well, wasn't he already snubbed for Black Panther? And I went and looked and I was like, yeah, Black, everyone wanted Black Panther yeah. to win in 2019. And then I just went and looked and I was like, what did win in 2019? Green Book. So like the Oscars are yeah. just fucked. Green They're book. just like, holy no fuck. No one talks right? about Green, Green book. book. And, you know, obviously it's also kind of an issue movie. But yeah, no one, I, I forget yeah, every now and again. I'm like, oh yeah, any Green of the book. family to find out if any of the information was true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was oh, actually oh. like, it was just And this all... is an Ed Larson special. But Ed, I, I'm going to give you shout outs for this. Ed was in Incensed uh, for the best documentary, uh, my octopus trainer won. They, they get up there. Guess who they don't thank, MJ? The octopus. The fucking octopus. The octopus. Yeah. They don't think that. They should have thanked they the octopus. Think the octopus. It also seems like that was not the best documentary. A lot of people were like, it was no, definitely Crip Camp or even some, several of the other ones were like, it seemed like that uh, was everybody's last was so choice. so good. I would love to talk to you about Crip Camp, MJ. I think it's a really amazing so uh, human rights film. It's really, really kind of incredible. Like, you don't realize how how a shitty it was to be a person with disabilities in a, in this country before the 60s and even during I mean I'm not going to say it got that much better but no, but my but- god I mean you couldn't go to school there were no ramps anywhere like you couldn't do any you couldn't be a civ- citizen in the world in the country and then to see how much fucking shit we put those poor crippled people yep. through in order for them to get their rights, they had to go on hunger strikes. They're like literally just like in these lobbies of these government offices for fucking days and days. It's like pretty powerful stuff. You're right. Octopus Teacher was cool. I think it's just starting to come down to uh, a father aside. I think it's just starting to come down to Octopus Teacher was on uh, on Netflix and not like a challenging thing to watch. Difficult thing uh. to watch, which is also another. I like that they are including all of these 
apps now because it should be made that people can see the movies whether or not regardless of you can afford them at the movie theater or not it should be it's like if you want this stuff out why is it just people that are in sag or people that are in um you know the writers guild or the directors guild like and i know that it should be just people that are part of the union or part of the academy so that they can vote on it or whatever but Pete, oh, like if this is going to be like America's cinematic experience that you want the country to see, shouldn't everybody get it for free? Or is that like, I mean, I know that mm-hmm. that would like take back, but it's like, I'd still go to the movie theaters. I'm still going to pay for movies. That's not my issue. It's not going to oh, make yeah, by the, the, way. the movie like system crumble. Right. Yeah, by the way, secret, secret, I'm not going to the movie theater to see Crip Camp. I'm gonna wait for that one to see it at home. You know, this is, I'm gonna go okay. to the movie theater to see a giant lizard fight a giant monkey. That's you what I'm gonna go to the I theater to see. I love Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> um, and then there are times when you read an article where a baby was legally named to corn as corn the band. All right, then, can we please? Then, we are running so we long. Got women, <laughs> women marrying chandeliers. We've got a <laughs> child named corn named after the band. Except but, her name know, is Cora, is a beautiful kind of name, Cora with a K, an absolutely yeah. nice, beautiful name, and that child's name is now Corn uh, with a K, which is the, it really... T- <laughs> Even though they weren't named after this animation show, Legend of Korra is actually a fantastic animated show as well. Spinoff from uh, Last Airbender. It's like a, it's like how Twitter used to have those jokes like change a letter, ruin a movie. It's just really change right. a letter, ruin a name, you know? Yeah, ruin um, a child's life, and um, <laughs> or maybe make their life much better than they could have ever thought it would could. Be. Well, maybe <laughs> Lady Gaga ruined a man's life. It's time for celebrity conspiracy theory. Oh, do you believe it? Is Lady Gaga a murderer again? Oh my God, she was already a murderer. <laughs> this one comes in from Jin. Holden, Holy D, H-Master Flex, one time I sent you a conspiracy theory in the form of a PowerPoint and you never put it on the podcast, which is whatever forever. But this also, person made you a PowerPoint and you didn't okay. use it? I don't know what it I, I, I I'd have to go back and look. It, it's very possible. A lot of people send it. We, by the way, this is Celebrity Conspiracy number four. 50. Wow. How crazy is that shit? So that said, now this now is I'm, not referring to um, no. Morgana, right? Who, yes, who's but the I other like, yeah, I'd like, I know, I I, I feel like uh, uh, I'm wavy gravy on the Morgana thing at this point. So I, I Morgana I, was the one that is the usual conspiracy theory you hear about Lady Gaga, who was a, she was a beautiful young pop star and Lady Gaga was singing backup for her and knew her and they both happened to be this is all in you know sheathed it's veiled in conspiracy that they were at the same party and then Lena Morgana jumped off of the building and quote unquote or was she pushed and (laughs) And uh, now Lady Gaga's whole persona is very similar to what Lena Morgana's was at the time and if you watch the like if you listen to Lena Morgana's music it is wonderful and brilliant and poppy but I don't think um that she killed her 
Uh, well, also, and Jin says, what if I told you that was old news what? in all caps? And then writes glass breaking right underneath it. <laughs> I love this person. Yeah, Jin, Jin, like, write, Jin kind of writes email like you do, Jackie. Jin also <laughs> writes, buckle up, buckle up, bitch, because this is a doozy. <laughs> oh sorry, my God. not sorry. I'm wordy in all caps. You wrote wordy in all caps. The, was it me? Did I write I this email? <laughs> Are Jin, are you Jaggy? Welcome to Ga- Lady Gaga is a Murderer Part d- 2. Say goodbye to Lou. In 2012, many people thought Lady Gaga's 15 minutes of fame were close to ending. Although she had some hits, a lot of the general public saw her as shock value and nothing more. Her album Art Pop was set up to come out soon, and it was heavily inspired by the Velvet Underground. She wanted something new, something avant-garde, something people had never experienced. She enlisted the help of the Lou, of Lou Reed Along with performance artist Marina Abramovic, who I saw her uh, show at the MoMA uh, a few years ago, it was awesome, to help her with the album's concepts. After being sent an early version of the song Venus, which was Art Pop's answer to the Velvet Underground's Venus and Furs, Lou Reed was radio silent for weeks. When Gaga's manager Troy reached out, apparently Lou said he had, quote, no further interest in the project, end quote. It said that her team tried to keep it from her as long as possible, but when word got back to Gaga one March evening, she called Lou Reed's Staten Island home and there was yelling involved. Later on, Lou was quoted multiple times as saying her music was quote, nauseating. There was even mention of pursuing legal action because of how heavily Gaga borrowed from the Velvet Underground. Some people claim Gaga was obsessed with his criticisms of her, determined to prove him wrong. Lou Reed received a liver transplant in May of 2013 at the Cleveland Clinic. On his website shortly after, he said he was quote, bigger and stronger than ever, end quote. Doctors expected him to make a full recovery. And that it was a miracle of medicine. Lou Reed died of liver failure in November 2013. Let's talk about polonium right quick. Polonium is a rare and highly radioactive material with no stable isotopes. Polonium is poisonous and can cause lung and liver failure. It's usually used to remove static charge in textile mills, sheet plastics, and photographic plates. Photographic plates. Lady Gaga had a partnership with Polaroid from 2010 to 2014, where she served as creative director, prompting the iconic Kanye quote, I like some of the Gaga songs, but what the fuck does she know about cameras, end quote. (laughs) The Cleveland Clinic had reports of suspicious activity on site in July 2013. Nothing was visibly stolen, but security footage was tampered with. Lady Gaga couldn't stand that Lou Reed hated her album that was modeled after his music. She couldn't bear the thought of him trash-talking it once it came out. She knew people had begun to think she was all antics and no substance and that an industry veteran like Lou coming out against her could be the final nail in her kooky career coffin. Lady Gaga hired someone to sneak into the Cleveland Clinic and inject polonium in the IV bag of a healing Lou Reed, inducing months-long liver failure in his newly implanted liver. After his passing, the release of our pop was moved up three weeks, and Gaga's manager of seven years quit immediately after. He refuses to speak of this time period. Lady Gaga killed Lena Morgana to start her career, and she killed Lou Reed to ensure its longevity. For proof, our pop just recently topped the charts almost 10 years after. After its release. It Th- did. Thanks for reading. I love you. the show. You guys are awesome. Jintra. Thank you, Jen. Whoa. Whoa. This is like a reported. Yep, that's like that's like the treatment for a documentary right there. Uh, this is my it. favorite kind of celebrity conspiracy email. I just went a copy, a paste. <laughs> Checked um, it I off my it. list. I believe it 100%. I think <laughs> very that. Well, uh, very and I well say recent. this as a Gaga stan of sorts. And um, I believe it. 
All right, there you I, go. Jaggy believes. I believe. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, bro. Yeah. I believe also, and I and I definitely believe it has to be both. Like, if she killed one, she definitely killed the other. She'd have the bloodlust, and I feel like it comes in threes. She's gonna have to kill one final time to allow her career to die. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Maybe she was trying to have her dog walker killed. And it went wrong. Oh, you know, because or, that was a oh fucked so up right. thing. Yeah, maybe it went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe it accidentally went very well for her, and now maybe she's like, she's okay, a maybe killer. I don't need to kill again. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> maybe she's a serial killer. There you go. Um, also, if you play Lou Reed's last album backwards, he goes, Lady Gaga definitely killed me. <laughs> he sounded like, like Kermit the Frog. and mashed potatoes. I wow. like. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, uh, you know what? I do believe, but I think I also do believe that I'm ready to shout, 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 shout it out. These, These are the, are the emails things that you wrote it about. Wrote it about. Come on. Come on. <laughs> We're gonna shout them to you. Come on. <laughs> we are starting <laughs> with... I wrote it down so I could remember it. Um, yep, I'm the best. I'm the best at co-hosting ever. Obviously, you just yes. heard how I said that. My For first sure. shout out goes out to Ben and Jessica because it is Jessica's birthday this week. And he wrote in, he, he seems like a very lovely person. And Jessica, he loves you very much. Um, he says, we found out that Jessica was pregnant on the day we went into lockdown last year. Add to that that she had to celebrate her golden birthday in a pandemic. And just before we had our baby, her sister passed. As we celebrate her birthday again tomorrow, April 29th, she expressed to me that it would be nice to have a shout out on our favorite podcast, page seven. Her sister was her birthday buddy having their birthdays two days apart. She would often come over on Fridays and watch Japanese, our favorite time on Fridays. And your baby corn jokes are always appreciated by us and your your Twilight watch alongs are I can't miss. Hope all is well. Thanks, Ben. So happy, happy, happy birthday, Jessica. And I've got a great baby corn joke for you. It does tie in to this week's article. Happy birthday, Jessica. I was born ready for baby corn, but I couldn't handle toddler limp biscuit. Oh. Yeah. Happy Cheer birthday, for Jessica. It. Happy birthday, Jessica. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at Jackie. 
<laughs> I understand, and it's I, I I get why that you're upset with me. I've got another <laughs> shout out though, so you can't be upset with me for long. This goes out to the beautiful Celestina, who wrote in and said, um, "I wanted to write to you guys since you have a lot of listeners. Sometimes uh, I wanted to write to you guys for a long time because I know a lot of your listeners have a lot of feelings in regards to mental health. I'm 23, a proud lesbian, and I've been struggling with mental illness since I was 12. Professionals would keep diagnosing depression and anxiety, but the meds didn't work no matter how many we tried. It was a terrible, hopeless feeling. It felt like my mental lioness was untreatable. It made me feel like an alien. It was scary. I had months at a time not leaving my bed and feeling so worthless. I remember thinking in those times, why am I so weak? Why can't I just live the way everyone else can? At 22, I was diagnosed diagnosed for the first time with ADHD. So I just wanted to shout out to anyone feeling that way, that your future self will thank you for hanging in there. It's insane how much better everything has gotten since the correct diagnoses. Just wanted to shout that out and hopefully help anybody struggling with their mental health. Hang in there. And again, I love you guys endlessly. Many kisses to you, Celestina. Thank you so much for writing in. And you're right. Just hang in there. There is more time. There, there are oh, things can always be worked on. Things can be talked to. You can reach out to someone, and I hope that you do. My love goes out to you very much. So now this is a silly one, Holden. This goes out to you. Okay. Ooh. This comes from Shannon, who brings up a beautiful point, and maybe you can't name your child Jackie after all. In order to pretend like I'm physically hanging out with my friends during all this time at home, I'm listening to copious amounts of Roundtable of Gentlemen, R.I.P.K.B. You may recall a certain New Zealand haunted house that is so scary that you will actually piss yourself. Of course, I'm referring to Spookers, the establishment you swore to name your firstborn <laughs> child after. Oh! Episode 229 oh of Roundtable. I will let so Lexi know as soon as this is over. Spookers <laughs> McNeely. <laughs> I will let Lexi know as soon as this is that's awesome. Please let Lexi that know so that Spookers McNeely will be born in August <laughs> and will be a beautiful Leo. <laughs> and, um, I did want to give one more shout out to the beautiful Nick who wrote in, I love this because we got, it's not, it's perfect amount of hate mail Ooh. about our disparaging remarks about Crocs. Uh-huh. I was told, you three are a bright spot in my day whenever I listen. I started listening to the show during a dark period of my life when I couldn't handle the content being slung by the last podcast boys. Now I listen to both shows and feel truly nestled in LPN's embrace. So you can imagine my dismay <laughs> when I heard resounding agreement to Holden's sentiment that Crocs deserve scorn on any foot they inhabit. <laughs> I'm wearing Crocs right now my girlfriend <laughs> bought them for me and they've got badass lightning bolts they got them with holes without holes they got them with lightning mcqueen's face from cars one two and three they got them in tie-dye they got them with flames stomp up in the mud and hose them down they're so easy <laughs> mj i hope you reconsider your croc policy when you embark on your hot boy voyage this summer they're a fun way to make a fashion splash plus they've got those little plastic nibs you could put in the holes the i don't giblets. have any in mind 
the giblets. And he's, but, but that's because name. I prioritize breathability. <laughs> Holden, you are my true singer-songwriter king and a beacon of Thank T you. Swift resilience in a cruel and unforgiving world. <laughs> Jackie, you sweet bird, you angel, I wish you good luck and good tidings on your foray into shorts. Oh, what a horrible nightmare the shorts I got in, but we don't need to talk about it right now. I want a clock with it your is face in the middle. Shorts fever yeah, on we- the on the email uh, right now. <laughs> I love the shorts, Rex. And thank you so much um, for writing in, Nick, about um, our Crocs dismay. And then also, we today had another email about someone is referred us. A beautiful Alex wrote in um, that we should check out Floafers. (laughs) And Floafers. Great. They're the same material as Crocs, but they're more stylish. They look like dress shoes, and they have lots of fun colors. Maybe a good one to switch up MJ's summer footwear. Um, And so they asked if floafers are gross. And you know what? Straight up, I looked up floafers, and I almost immediately bought a pair. I'm probably going to buy a pair of floafers. I don't hate this. It's just a little class. You're still just not goofy. It really is like a Croc, but it's not goofy and dumb. They just look like boating shoes i mean it depends on how you feel about those kinds of like boat shoes but i i don't mind a, a fun boat shoe and i think that these are like breathable why that's the thing it's almost like when they invented crocs it's like they could have made breathable like plastic shoes not look so round and cloggish and stupid now, i've always been Apparently a clog hater i hate clogs remember when clogs were all the rage clogs are back baby they're clogs very are everyone always back. tries to say clogs are back and they're never clogs back. Are back they're oh, not back and i don't see a single Human in the world. I feel like I become an old man and the lazy boy this episode. Loafers yeah, look just yeah. like Crocs, like Holden. You have a, you have fashion and moral inconsistency here. If you are anti-Croc, you should be anti-Floafer. They are shaped be better. They're wow. less round. Yes, just the shape. The Fix shape. the shape a little bit. I mean, I'd have to see them out and about, but I feel like you wouldn't look at those off in the corner of your eye and be like, oh, those are shitty Croc-like shoes. You'd be like, oh, those are boat shoes. And then you'd look closer and be like, oh. They're kind of like boat shoes. I kind of need house shoes. These might be my house shoes. I need, yeah. You my got, problem is I need. Are we about to be a Floafer podcast? We're going to we be could. a Floafer podcast. Flo. I'll get, I'll get Floafers if you guys do. I need a shoe I can wear to the children's, you know, splash pad. I need a waterproof right. shoe. I think that these are it. Yeah. Yeah. These would be great to, for like a slip and slide party yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll write to Mr. Floafer themselves <laughs> and say, hey. <laughs> Hey, we'll we'll wear them. Ah, come on, <laughs> give us some flowers. Come on, that's how advertising works. Yep, perfect. Um, it hasn't worked for me yet, but no, man, but... do I try. <laughs> and uh, but now that we've shouted it all out, I guess it's time for the list. Oh, who's, who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. list. Um, I'm not gonna say I didn't choose the list because right up top there is a beautiful picture of Katherine Hahn who I would do anything. I'd wear her skin as a dress and in a fun way, like not in a kill way, like in an I love you way. Oh no, I'm just like John Travolta in that Fred Durst movie. No, but the list is 16 oops auditions actors just want to forget. I love these. I love. I love the, I love the name of this list. Yeah, I was like, I did. I always wait to do these with you on this show, but with you both of you. But uh, I love that. Just the sheer subject is perfect. Mahershala <laughs> Ali botched his Game of Thrones audition. 
thanks to a lack of chairs. Ali auditioned for the role of Zaro, I don't know how to say it, Doxos, the merchant prince of Korth, and he had his whole audition planned out using chairs. I have had this nightmare experience before, when in your head you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. He said, I was working with doing all these power moves and stances and whatnot, and I walk into the HBO offices, and there's these two stools with no back. <laughs> and then you're fucked. Like, it really is. Like, it, once you get locked into a performance, then you're just like, you seize up. And you're just like, yeah. then what are you going to fucking do? <laughs> yeah, that it's actually also is game, very it's, relatable. It's fucking Game of Thrones. You don't have a throne-like, I don't know, yeah. hair. <laughs> Not no, Game of Stools, am I right? Don't care. <laughs> yeah, you are right. <laughs> Um, I think I've read this one before, but I always love it, that Hugh Jackman uh, prepared for his Wolverine audition by studying wolves because Jackman didn't know what a Wolverine was. So he added wolf-like movements and characteristics to his performance. But Brian Singer had to explain to him that Wolverines were real animals and that it was more of a metaphorical idea when it came to the character. <laughs> but you know what? I think that the wolves definitely added something to it. It's not like it was all for naught. Uh, I, I, I will, if you don't mind, I want to inject my own favorite one of these. Please and that would inject be, uh, away. Uh, one, Mr. Henry Zabrowski was uh, told he got an audition for uh, Book of Mormon. And uh, it was very much made out to him that it was like a general audition just to go in there and like just kind of do your thing. They're just starting to see people for this to recast uh, one of the leads. He walks in. It is definitely not everyone else there's first audition. They've been doing... This is like the third round of auditions. Everyone knew all of the songs. Henry knew none of the songs. He had to get up. And also, who was in there? Who was in that room? Oh, just Matt Stone and Trey Parker. (laughs) So he... (laughs) So he had to wing a audition (laughs) of Book of Mormon without knowing any of the songs in a room full of people that were like there for their third, I think, uh, Oh my back. God. Uh, God. Actors I nightmare, literally. What, I, I forgot what happened, but I believe they laughed at him. I, I forgot. I think they said something too, very, that would make that would make you want to crawl up inside yourself. By them, I mean the Matt Soda, Trey Parker, the creators of South Park and Book. I Robin. can't even, because like I've even <laughs> gone in when like I was given the wrong sides and yeah. you're in, and then you walk in the room and they're like, um, what are you reading? And I'm like, oh, that's what I was sent. Like, that's what I was given. And then uh. there's just nothing. Then they're like, bye. Thanks for wasting our time. Like, it's not my fault. Right. It's a nightmare. Auditioning is a, is a true oh, oh, living the, nightmare. The anxiety, yeah. Or, or like, even when you walk in and everyone's like wearing a thing and you're like, I didn't get the, the memo, memo on wearing the thing. You know what uh, I mean? I, know, uh, I just I can't honestly even thinking about it makes me want to throw up. But this one makes me laugh a lot. That Tom Holland, who is just such a little cutie, botched his Star Wars audition because he couldn't stop laughing at the droid. Holland this. was up for the part of Finn, but it all came to an end when he had to act opposite a woman playing a droid. And he said, "So I was doing all this like we got to get back to the ship," and she was going bleep bloop. And I just couldn't stop laughing. I found it so funny. That is so charming. That's so funny. That fucking guy, he's so fucking charming, man. Why does he have to be so sweet? He's so. It made me like watching like the Spider-Man movies. Like that's why I liked all of those with the Iron Man and everything. I'm a thousand years old because he's such a cute little boy. 
I love him so much. He's so cute. And I'm going to do one more, but I think that I am. There are a lot more yeah, good stories on this, so I'm going to come back to this. Bring this back. Um, but I always laugh because I always, speaking of Henry, I always think about Henry whenever I think about Eddie Redmayne. Henry hates Eddie Redmayne <laughs> that, of so much. He hates everything about him. He hates the way he looks. And it's like, he just seems like such a sweet guy. Like, I like, he, I like, like him. He just seems like a nice person. Um, but apparently nice. Eddie Redmayne <laughs> copied Ian Holm for his The Hobbit audition. Redmayne auditioned for the character of Bilbo Baggins, so he studied Holm's take on Baggins in Lord of the Rings. During his audition, the casting director immediately interrupted him, saying, No! Own voice! Own voice! <laughs> wow. Because this is the problem. Not all casting directors or casting people are nightmares, but I feel when you hit the top level of your mm. game, like when you are a celebrity and you're like, they don't got fucking time. They don't have, like, you just need to be what they need you to be. And um, it is, and I get it. Stakes are high. Lots of money's on the line. They got to do a good job. Like, it's so stressful. But sometimes when you're a nobody, they treat you like shit. And they have all this pressure to, like, just get the product on tape. And so if you come in and you're, like, not doing what they need, sometimes that affects... I've had so many... And please, if you're a casting director out there, please uh, uh, know that I'm not talking about you, but there's so many... Uh, that have just been so mean to me, especially in the commercial audition world, because there's no so joy in stressed. that. There's no joy in commercial auditions. Like, at least if you're working on a cool project, like fucking The Hobbit or something, is, I don't know about how cool The Hobbit is, but those those prequel movies are kind of shitty. But you know what I mean? If you're working Whoa. on like a big feature <laughs> film and there's a bunch of cool actors involved and blah, 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 that's probably a very much more interesting experience than if you're, I don't know, maybe casting a fucking Downey commercial. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I get that totally. <laughs> Especially commercial audition. I got audition scared people. for about three seconds, but then I realized you meant the. Um, <laughs> I was just like Holden McFucking Neely. Um, <laughs> you meant the fabric software. Yeah, I meant the fabric um, software. I just, I'm Jackie. just a girl waiting for her flofers over uh, here. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I can't. See, oh, he's blind. You're bl- blind. <laughs> you can't see, see him. him. You can't I think see I'm going him. blind. Blind. Oh, uh, items. Item. Jeez, oh, no, we can't see, see him. I've absorbed. I think I've absorbed some of your sleep madness. It was actually real Jackie. footage of the calf being birthed in City Slickers. That's why it looks so real. Unbelievable. That's awesome, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a miracle. Um, Hello! Spookers Remember that? McNeely. I City can't Slickers. wait to tell. Or Spookers Robbins McNeely or whatever it is. But yeah, I can't Spookers wait Spookers Robbins McNeely. Alright, here we go. We got some fun ones for you. Interesting ones. Funny, silly ones. Here we go. The National Fast... Casual chain, fast casual, I guess they don't call it fast food, whatever. National National food chain will do anything to keep its inflated stock price at its peak. The CEO and other executives have a big bonus headed their way if it stays at its current level. This is probably why there's a massive cover-up going on about the number of people worldwide who've got sick from the chain's food over the past few weeks. After what? all of their past troubles, the stock would crater and the bonuses would go bye-bye. Give us a hint. Restaurant. Uh, it's like all. It's like slightly fancier fast food. Applebee's. Applebee's. No, it's like Chili's. an. Ob- it's like an obvious. No, it's not. I you go. You can go sit down and eat there, but it, that's why it's like it's more less of a restaurant. And it's Chipotle. like more like fast food. But it's, yes. Oh no! Oh, 
no Holden. It's your store. Yeah, it's but like this Albertsons. Is what, this is what I have to. Well, first of all, it's at an all time high. Second of all, I thought the whole idea was we make ourselves sick. We give ourselves diarrhea when we go. Like that was the oh, whole so point. you always get sick regardless, so you wouldn't even notice a difference. <laughs> I shit my saying? brains out. I would say like a sick person would <laughs> when I go there, and I thought that was the point. So I think that maybe this blind item is being stupid because. I think the whole point is that we make ourselves sick and that's why we go. What are you eating at Chipotle? Whenever you sad. talk about how you get violent diarrhea every All time right. you eat at Chipotle, I've never gotten violent <laughs> diarrhea after eating at Chipotle. Right, I've never I gotten that sick at a Chipotle. That's, I don't always get violent diarrhea, but sometimes it's a nice, you know, clean you out. All right, I get a burrito. All right, let's start there. I get a burrito. I get white rice, no mm. beans. I always no say beans. no beans. He doesn't get beans on it. I get white rice, fajita, that's the onions and peppers. Mm-hmm. I get steak. Uh, I get uh, sour cream. Medium. And if you go to Chipotle with Holden, he will explain to you his order a couple of times as yep. you walk up to Pico, the line. Before you <laughs> Pico de Gallo, which is the I, they call it the mild, but it's Pico de Gallo. Yep. Mild. I get medium, and I get a side of hot. And mm. I think the hot. I think that side of hot is where those runs come in. But we'll get to that in Such a second. Such amazing Mexican food in L.A. Sour cream cheese. This Chipotle. is not Mexican food. This is Chipotle. Sour cream cheese right. and you a little. You are right. You're right. A little bit of lettuce. I get a bag of chips for the side of hot. That's why I dip the hot into the hot. And a Coke. I have to get a Coke. Uh, this Every, makes it's the only time Chipotle. I have a, I know, right? Oh, it's the only... I might get it later because I'm going to walk <laughs> by it later. Don't I'm gonna, give in. I'm going to get... And I, I get... For some reason, like the only time I get a Coke, a nice juice, like from that fountain or a Mexican Coke, depending on how I'm feeling because they have both at Chipotle. And it's always the best. It goes... Anyway, so yeah. And yeah, and then I shit... My fucking, I make sure I have no plans. I make sure I have no plans for the shits, rest of the day. And, and I buy a toilet, a comfortable toilet. And there it is. But CNBC reported that Chipotle's first quarter earnings topped Wall Street's estimates and feel their addition of quesadillas and cauliflower rice is the reason why. Also, dude, cauliflower rice smells like fucking farts. It does smell like farts, but it's really delicious. <laughs> It does right, kind of smell like What kind of blind like, item is this, Holden? This is just a Chipotle <laughs> item. You're yelling at me about my baby corn, and then you're yelling yeah. at me about a it British is, woman marrying a chandelier. It is barely <laughs> a pop culture podcast. This voice is literally three people screaming. Jack Palance won the Oscar for City Slickers. Really? Yeah, well, like, Jack yep. Pabland. Uh, here oh, we go. Wow. Oh, you will be put yeah, away bland. in whatever jail until like, your eyes seep out of your like, face. He's like, what is this? Sa-? It's like, what is this sandwich? Is this just like two pieces of bread and a one slice of dried ham? And it's like, yeah, it's a chat Le- Jack LeBlanc sandwich. What? You're not even LeBlanc. Who What's his are name? You talking about Palanche. Palanche. You just you just merged the Palance, actor Matt LeBlanc from Joey from Friends. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah. Name. That's what is. If you're gonna call him a dry ham, I get. <laughs> he is a bit of a dry I'll ham. I'll say Matt sorry. LeBlanc. He's a bit of a dry I'm sorry, ham. Sorry, I just ham. threw this so hard off the rails, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to bring it back. This streaming giant already purchased one iconic property in this complex. Sounds like what They're, you do after you leave Chipotle, right? Oh, streaming right. giant. Streaming giant. Oh, my God. Their plan prior to the Oscars this year was to purchase the movie theater everyone knows, the naming rights of the Oscars venue, change the name of the Rock Cafe to their own name, and rename the entire complex Blank Land in a throwback to the, the days of Hollywood Land. They even want either a Ferris wheel or a roller coaster 
coaster. They will have this done by the next Oscars. First thing about the movie theaters that shut down recently that made big news, Jackie. This is it. This is a Hollywood thing. Yeah, everyone was so sad. That movie theater closed. Everyone was like, oh, I saw this there. Oh, the um the one, the big one. It's got the it's got the it's got the dome. Yeah, it's like um the McDonald's Arch. Arches. So it's and there's a sh- bright shining light. Arch light. Yes. Yes. Arc light. It's the yes, arc light. The arc light theater. Thank you. God damn, Jackie. You need a nap. Sleep, bro. bro. I need a fucking nap. <laughs> I'm running on two hours of sleep. And after honestly quarantine, I can't run in two hours of sleep anymore. I'm just like, I am fading. Well, My brain isn't working. Who's the streaming giant? It's not fucking crackle. It's you with your butt. Netflix. No. Yes. Netflix land. They're gonna take over that whole block of what? of what? uh yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what this blind item is saying. The rap recently put out an article with the headline, Hollywood Desperate for Someone to Save Arclight Theater. Netflix, you know what to do. Pacific Theaters recently announced the permanent closure of the Arclight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters locations. So to repeat, Netflix's plan is prior to the Oscars this year was to purchase the movie theater everyone knows, the naming rights to the Oscars venue, change the name of the Rock Cafe to their own name, and rename the whole thing Netflix Land. Wow. That's yucky. <laughs> that is yucky. That's like really yucky. Yeah, but I don't believe a lot of these blinds. I definitely believe this motherfucking blind. You better I believe, believe it, too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's Yikes. dystopic. That's, that That's like shit. too futuristic. I know. It's so going to happen. You know Netflix is going to buy Arclight. Honestly, I, I do. we do need these theaters to survive in some capacity, so I do hope somebody swoops in. Arclight's like too, it's almost like too important to fail. Like someone's going to come in and snap those theaters up, I think, because they're just such foundational structures to this town, right? Is that a, that's a sentence. Okay. Yeah, it is a sentence. That is a sentence. I'm fine. i shit my brains out later. Uh, Streaming giant. <laughs> this might be, this is the last one. This might be the first time I've, I've heard something negative about the former A-list singer turned talk show host. Apparently, she was really upset they moved her night job to a different soundstage because it was further away from her day soundstage than she likes. Kelly Clarkson. Former. Yeah, I can't believe you, Kelly. I can't believe how <laughs> upset you got that they moved your night job to a different soundstage and you're mad about it because she does the voice and the Kelly Clarkson show. How dare you, Kelly? Whoa. You demon. Yeah, but that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot that's of a lot. work. Like, it's like, that's a lot of work. Especially if you're going, because you got to put out an episode every day for both shows. I like at least they admit that this is like, A, the first, so, I love that it's the first time they've heard something negative about this person and that it's this. This yeah. is not negative. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is being annoyed that your workplace got fucking moved. Which is completely understandable. <laughs> You've got little kids. Yeah. You're a single parent yeah. like it's like that's I'd a lot yeah. Too. yeah yeah what a weird this was a fun weird uh set of blinds this week so i hope you enjoyed them too and i can see again and i'm so thrilled about it You're welcome s- back so hungry for chipotle for some that. reason i wonder why oh, oh my god oh. i am dying for some poats actually i'm literally gonna walk by one later and i literally will probably be getting it to eat <laughs> Just, and then running home. So. Don't think it's a good idea, but <laughs> that's okay. You know, you gotta you gotta clean out the system sometimes. And I hope that this episode didn't immediately make you clean out your system unless it's <laughs> something that you need in your life. And yeah, page seven is the colonic that you asked for. You're welcome. <laughs> 
City Slickers holds up. There are a couple of jokes in there that will make you wince, but not as many as I thought. That is My name is Jackie Zabrowski. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not as bad as waiting, I'll tell you what. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this weird episode. You know what? Oscars were weird. Oscars were weird, so the show, this has to be weird. Yeah, Yeah. we can't. We're in a transitory place in our brains, and, um, you know, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Happy Taurus season. Did you see all of the, uh, watching Lizzo uh, celebrate her birthday made me want to cry. I want to be friends with her so badly. But um, yeah, I could have talked about that instead of talking about City Slickers, but I didn't. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm and come over and hear me scream further uh, about Twilight because I know that you're interested. Come join Jackie's Book Club over on patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Hell yeah, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. You guys, so I mean, you're really giving us so much of a wealth of material for the show now and not not just the kind words of support which we always appreciate on and off show but yeah thank you again for all those emails keep them coming in and also twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho monday tuesday fridays we're streaming jackanese is on friday it's always a blast it's always a party april reels man we got through it and uh we lived to tell the tale and now we're we're just partying uh twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho mj my name is MJ, and I'm MJKLCAT on Insta. You can follow my sandals and shorts journey, and I love you guys. I'm oh, yeah. so excited to hear more about it. We love you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.